0: Welcome to another Fun filled Friday edition of Second City Sports, our last one for the month of February. We're live and in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy here that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's SIDKid80. That's SIDKid80. You
1: can follow me at McGee on the Twitter and I can also be on the IG.
0: Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app where you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch up on other live shows that we have airing throughout the week. So, having to miss, it. you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Please download that Sports on Chicago app today. Excuse me. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please follow and find Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast. Rear web on all podcast platforms at War on Anchor, including the iHeartRadio app. Just type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on all social media platforms. And thank you very much in advance. Your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions during our two-hour extreme against we call the Sports Talk Radio Show, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll in order to do something stupid, I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to be and be boot. Bye bye. I love what she says that. But before we begin, we must remind you that you can catch Sports Chicago also now on Roku TV. That's why, right. So celebrate with the celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sportsone Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you have a Roku television, just tap on that sports photo and download Sports On Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, but you have a handheld device or two laying around, iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your Chromebook like I'm using right now, or like Lakina's like using her personal PC computer, just download the Roku TV app and access SportsZone Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Catch SportsZone Chicago on Roku TV. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand.
1: Anywhere, anywhere, whether it's you know, noon, you know, lunchtime like it is here in the central time zone, or if you're mm-hmm. you just getting off working about three or four in the morning, we're all right here for you. Get all the sports talk and news and info that you need anytime you want.
0: And you know, we will provide. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got. Oh my gosh, we got a we got a busy uh show for you guys today as usual. We got our our buddy, you know, someone we haven't had the, on the show in a while, but we got our our buddy uh Valley Sports Maggie Hendricks. She'll you know catch up on you know, all those the you know, latest Chicago sports scene is so much more. We make it a recipe or two from her. Also, our girl Christine Manico our okay, RB is back with us. Of course, she'll have to give her thoughts on the Super Bowl and some other uh sports happenings as well. So, Sid, let's get to it. It's going to be let's... our basketball Power Hour.
0: Yeah, so let's get started. LaQuina, the NBA second half of the season unofficially uh, uh, kicked, uh, kicked off last night. But before we get to the some of the exciting games from last night, we'll focus in on our local team, the Chicago Bulls. They picked up Patrick Beverly from off the scrap heap. They signed her to to a contract for a remainder of the rest of the regular season. LaQuina. I don't know if you caught the full uh, Patrick Beverly podcast presented by Barstool Sports. It was all the talk around the Chicago radio stations the last couple of days. And the notable quote was that he was going to get in Zach Levine's ass. And, it, and Zach Levine was quoted by NBC Sports Chicago first. He was he was quoted as saying that he tried to recruit Patrick Beverly to come to the Bulls for the last couple of years. Whether that's true or not, uh, that that's irrelevant at this point. But, Lakina, I think I said this on the show a couple of weeks ago uh, that uh, Patrick Beverly Beverly would be a better fit for this team because he brings that defensive energy that you need for this team. He's not a playmaker like the, like the Bulls will miss with Lonzo Ball being out for the rest of the year. But he, but Patrick Beverly Beverly brings that leadership. He brings that intensity into defense. And and he said on that podcast episode the other day that uh, he doesn't care whose feelings get, gets hurt when something needs to be said. It needs to be said, and whoever likes it likes it, whoever does it doesn't. You need those kind of guys that like that, that's nonpartisan that tell you how it is at all times because if they didn't care, they wouldn't say some of the things they say in the way they say them. So, I like this signing for the Chicago Bulls. I know many people talked about John Wall and Russell Westbrook, but both those guys would have been last options if they would have signed here. Patrick Beverly definitely wanted to come home. I know he said that Golden State had shown some interest in him, but. Patrick Beverly belongs in a Bulls uniform, and I hope uh, his attitude uh, transfers from from his presence to the rest of that squad because all the stuff that we've been seeing, Laquino on the court and stuff we've been hearing off the the court all year, someone needs to uh, shake up the attitude of this team uh, in this locker room. so much that management can do, so much that head coaches can do, but sometimes that type of player with that type of attitude that Beverly has, this team desperately needs, and we'll see start tonight uh, when they when they host the Brooklyn Nets,
1: yeah, I mean they need a spark, and I think this is something yes. that they they this is a guy that can you know, can do Of course, he's from the West Side of Chicago. He we went to Marshall High School, mm-hmm. and you know you, you saw some of his highlights. Our buddies at WGN Sports you know showed his highlights from when he was in high school. Good grief! Look at you know different a different looking uh, pep you uh, know back. Then. He was a little shorter back then as well. But uh, yeah, I think look, I think look, we all know that yeah, he's not a scoring machine, but. He is, you know, give him that intensity. He brings that passion. We always seen it in the various teams that, that he's played on and whatnot. So we we we've seen it. So look, this team needs something. So if if he can give him that spark, if he can get out of Zach Levine's butt, I did read that rumor that Levine wanted a uh Pap for like the last you know two or three years. You know, he already said he's gonna get it, uh, in Levine's butt. I mean, look, whatever what else, what else can happen? I mean, there, there's nothing, you know, what else can you know, <laughs> yeah, you they know, can only go up from here. So if you're the, this Bulls team. So, I mean, look, whatever helps, I think, you know, they definitely need something. And I know they're going to have revenge on their minds as they play Brooklyn tonight. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he will play tonight. How much he'll play, how many minutes he'll play, that's a whole different – will be a different story. But I think it's definitely – look, wh- why not, right? I mean, look, mm-hmm. you know, does this, this team need something. So, yeah, why not bring someone, you know, who is from, you know, uh, the west side of Chicago who didn't grow up not too far from the UC – so th- this is going to be, you know, this is going be interesting. Though nonetheless, and I think this could be something that, definitely, like, something that the uh, a spark that the Bulls desperately need.
0: Also, too, let's focus in on the court, Lekina. He can also help out second-year player Ile Desuma, who's also from Chicago. He can help out Kobe White as well, and let's see if he can help out uh, Patrick Williams. I know, see, if they play two different positions. What are you talking about? Well, Patrick Williams sometimes he uh, he plays. Uh, uh, above, uh under his head sometimes. And I know that he thinks too much, but sometimes you just got to play on natural reaction, and Patrick Beverly can give him some tips on that, and so I think this will be benefit to Patrick Williams as well, but Gordon Dragic doesn't uh, need Patrick Beverly per se because he's been in the league just a little bit longer than than Patrick Beverly has, but mm-hmm. some of those young guys like Ayo Dusumu and Kobe White that I mentioned, uh, those two guys will uh, hopefully uh, benefit from Patrick Beverly's uh, uh, expertise
1: yeah you know he could be he could be a mentor for them and I, and I think that's probably what again something that the Bulls really need is to have kind of like that mentor that older guy that can bring that in Tennessee can bring that you know that passion and that you know that fire that because it seems like if you saw the last couple of games where the all-star break the Bulls kind of lacked you know especially a few players the Bulls overall lack that mm-hmm. kind of that fire that you know that you know that that tenaciousness. So, and we mm-hmm. know Pat Bev has that. So, you know, look, it's going to, I'm sure he's going to play tonight, you know, at home, you know, it, 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 will be very interesting nonetheless. And look, I mean, I know Brooklyn, they've been kind of been, you know, playing up and down so the got where a lot of their guys and such, but I think this is definitely something that, that the bulls could desperately need. So we'll, like I said, we'll see what happens in the rest of the season, but yeah, look, it, it can only go up from here. If you're a bulls fan.
0: Yeah, that's the late Greg Norvell Lear once said, 48 minutes of intensity, intensity. So we'll see what the Bulls will do starting tonight as they'll take on the Brooklyn Nets at the United Center. So remember, that game is locally on NBC Sports Chicago. They were supposed to be a, a 9 o'clock ESPN game, but since Brooklyn traded away their superstars, the Bulls are 6-8 games on the 500. ESPN said, no, no, go back to your regular local starting time. So... Once again, NBC Sports Chicago locally tonight as the Bulls will host the Brooklyn Nets. You're listening to Second City Sports or Sports on Chicago. The Friday edition. We're live, live in living color. See Lakina here with you talking Bulls basketball. We'll get to the NBA in our next half hour, along with college basketball as well. Lekina, uh on, on this uh, also too, if you have a comment on the Chicago Bulls, go to our Facebook page at Sports on Chicago or Sports on Chicago's uh, YouTube channel. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the bump on the screen for you. Lakina Looking towards uh, the start of this uh, officially the second half of the season tonight for Chicago, they had 23 games remaining. We mentioned Montezuma Ball's out for the year. Patrick Beverly is in. Lakina, are you? Are what are you expecting from this Bulls squad tonight? Uh, starting tonight, are you looking at this team overall, or which a uh, player or players are you looking at to? And improve their stock as the second half of the season i mean yeah starts. look the
1: second half i mean like, the, like i said the all-star break couldn't have come fast enough for this team and i think you know you could tell that sort of like the lackadaisical attitude and and whatnot i know people want to you know call out certain players and certain you know things mm-hmm. and this and that now look for me i i think look this is a team that's very capable of getting into the playoffs they're still within distance of getting into that tenth spot mm-hmm. look they're not that far away from getting that sixth spot so look i think look, there's still like a lot of, look, there are about 22, 23 games left. And I think this is definitely going to be a chance for the Bulls to kind of make that move. And look, you know, look, the DeRozan's, you know, feeling much better. You saw a little bit of him in the all-star uh, game. He looked okay. He's getting better. The schedule kind of, you know, works out, you know, they've got Brooklyn, they've got Washington, they've got, you know, they got to go at Toronto and Detroit and Phoenix. You know, they're getting a little bit better. Indiana and Denver, so they have look, they have a shot of tra- half making a move here. And I think this look, they're more than capable of doing just that. You need to bring that consistency and bring that 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 fire that that kind of like the finish off games. And ho- hopefully, Pat Bev can you know be that spark that the Bulls uh, desperately need.
0: And the Bulls, uh, re- uh, strength of schedule in the second half of the season is ranked 19th in the league. So, like you, you mentioned, Lakina. Uh, the, the the strength of schedule, at least to start off for the first couple of weeks, are in their favor before they play Denver, before they play Phoenix. I assume I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I'm assuming that's the start of their West Coast road trip because I haven't had one in, uh, mm-hmm. since the turn of the new year. But you assume that Phoenix will have Kevin Durant by then. Denver, they won't have any guys resting by by then, so the the Bulls can have a chance to get near 500 before you face um, those top teams in the West
1: yeah so we'll see uh what happens there they I mean, real quick before we go to break before we will we'll, we'll recap some of the games including a big one a good one last night between the grizzlies and the uh the sixers but i, I think well, which which team which uh player are you looking for in the second half said i think there's definitely like a couple of guys that i think for me you know Io can kind of get off that mm-hmm. that little uh slump i guess you know sophomore slump but perhaps maybe you know, all, I would think also too maybe a Kobe White and maybe even Zach Levine. I know that I'm sure he's heard for the last few days from a lot of folks saying that you know he's not a max mm-hmm. guy and he should be traded and blah blah blah. Those are the guys that I think you know need to have a base that can have to kind of like give at least the Bulls at least a shot to try and make the uh, make a little bit of a playoff push.
0: Uh, you you took one of my guys in Ayodele and I'm looking at him especially what I just uh, mentioned with him about uh, being a mentee to Patrick Beverly. But I'm looking at Patrick Williams, see if he can can improve on his play from the first half of the year. Also too, I'm looking at Zach Levine is any more drama going to go on between him and head coach Billy Donovan and or his teammates as the Bulls trying to make a push to uh, get into the playoffs, perhaps to play in tournament. Uh, If he acts up again or causes any more trouble, I think the Bulls may try to trade him again uh, this summer, but that's a long ways away. But I'm looking at Patrick Williams and how Z- Zach Levine can handle the pressure as the Bulls trying to uh, match expectations from a year ago, at least return to the playoffs. All
1: right, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll talk about the rest of the NBA. Like I said, we'll recap some the games from last night as the M- NBA starts the second half, well, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, like two-thirds. <laughs> last third of the season, I guess, is more, more like it. But also, too, we'll talk some college hoops. As you know, Illinois gets their revenge on the Western behind the big second half from.
2: Half,
1: yeah, from Terry Jr. And also to uh, some other uh, big upsets that we get closer and closer to March. So, more hoops talk in our uh, basketball power hour here on Second City Sports, on Sports on Chicago. Lakeena McGee, Cindy Brown. More hoops talk, both you know, pro and college, right after this.
2: This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school.
1: These colorful binders
3: help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying.
2: These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These
3: colored pencils too.
4: These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. And I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. <laughs>
2: Trish is having a sleepover tonight, can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, No, thanks. Not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush?
0: For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
3: Hey, this is Doctor J and I listen to Sean and
2: Maya in the morning.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports, a hashtag Fun Friday edition. We're live, and live in living color. Right here on Sports Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow Yo Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's, that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. You
1: can follow me at on the Twitter and at KSKid McGee on the IG if you have. We have. Go ahead. No, no, I'll say, no, I was going to say, if you have something, know... Uh, comments, you know, about the Bulls or the NBA. We'll also, calls us who we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Just you'll go uh Sports of Chicago's both YouTube and Facebook pages. And uh, we'll have them up right there for you on the screen.
0: All right, let's uh, review some of the key games that took place in the NBA last night as the second half of the season uh, got underway. Uh, as Lakina mentioned before the break, let's review the Memphis-Philadelphia contest from the First Union Center last night. As the Philadelphia 76ers come from behind to defeat the Memphis Grizzlies, 110-105. to 105. Desmond Bang led Memphis with 25. James Harden led the Philadelphia 76ers with 31 points. Lakina Joel and B came to play, especially in that second half. Memphis shot the ball well, especially in that first half. Early in that third quarter, that defense intensity started to pick up, but they started to miss shots. Philadelphia. Started making their shots down the stretch. Joel Embiid had a couple big blocks down the stretch, and Tobias Harris, who you haven't heard from too much all year, he had to go ahead shot from the right, right, right pocket corner for three with under 38 seconds left to. Give the Philadelphia 76ers the lead, which led them on to the victory last night. Their 39th win of the season.
1: Yeah, big, uh, big sequence, sequence there. Easy for me to say. Uh, that full <laughs> finish there for win that game. Of course, it was on uh, TNT. Of course, you know, Harris hit that three pointer. You know to kind of seal that that win. You know because they were down two, and now uh, you know Joel B you know, on the other end came back and had a big block, so they were able to. You know, hold off uh, the Grizzlies. They're really in a pretty exciting game from uh, even before that. That was actually really exciting. But yeah, a nice win for uh, Philly. I I know some people say that maybe, you know, some guys have kind of, you know, rested up a little bit. I know MB took a couple of games off, you know, lean into the All Star break. So I'm thinking that people were kind of like, okay, you know, this is, you only got 23 games left. So let's, you know, get things going. And and of course, you know, the Sixers, you know, came out in a big way with that big win uh, last night.
0: Yeah. So we mentioned Memphis. It's one of the top teams in the West, which, uh, led by John Morant. Uh, they go through stretches where they play good basketball. They go through bad stretches where they can't play team basketball. Last night, it was a game that they should have had in, in, in their back pocket, but it didn't work out their way. Philadelphia, as we mentioned, Laquina, the last few weeks, they're quietly working their way back up there, up there in the top of the Eastern Conference next to Milwaukee and Boston. So Philadelphia, they can keep this up. They can really make some noise in the playoffs. But as I said before the season started, I'll say it again, Doc Rivers, the pressure's still on him to perform in the playoffs. The problem hasn't been the regular season LaQuina. Lakina. The, the problem has been with this Philadelphia seventy six team is performing like this during the playoffs. And James Harden, will he slightly change his game to uh fit the playoff uh playoff tempo? We shall see.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to see if you know he can keep it keep it up. And of course, you know, NBA, we as you saw our buddy Lamont uh you know, comment that you know, maybe you know, maybe he's trying to go you know, get this can see up for our MVP. We'll see, you know, what happens mm-hmm. there. But the one guy that uh, is sort of like, you know, may have a stranglehold on that, and we talked about in our round table, is uh, Denver's uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, You know, he led the way. Another had a triple-double as, of course, uh, the Nuggets beat the Cavs in the big one here. Um, you know, for for me, I, I think, look, this is sort of, you know, Michael Porter Jr., of course, led the way, but of course, Djokic had his, uh, a, 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 he had, you know, a triple-double three quarters already, you know. By tonight, you know, he didn't even have to play much in the, in a second, uh in the fourth quarter. I should say the rest of the NBA mm-hmm. has done it like this nine times, you know, in total. So it's, it's his 22nd, uh, uh, is it his 22nd on the season? Nuggets entered uh, the day 21 and 0 when, uh, they're now 22 and 0 when, uh, Jokers had a, a triple double. So, you know, this, this is a nice win by, uh, the Nuggets, you know, they kind of took a stranglehold on it in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. So. You know, this is interesting, was an interesting game from start to finish. So I got a chance to watch this game via my uh this this laptop here. And uh like I said, I mean, you know, Denver kinda hit, uh, got it going in the fourth quarter and uh, led by uh Mr. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah,
0: it's all about this that supported cancer for Denver. Like you mentioned, Michael Porter Jr. who's been injured the last couple of years. He's finally coming to form this year. Also Jamal Murray, my guy. Uh let's see if he, he can keep it up when he missed all of all of last year. Also, I know they picked up Reggie Jackson, so Jokic finally has a good supporting cast that he can depend on. He doesn't have to do everything every night. So Denver, I'm not saying they're going to the finals even though they lead the Western conference right now, but there will be a tough out with someone come playoff time. On the flip side for Cleveland, Donovan Mitchell is the man for the Cavs, but Darius Garland, where are you? Jerry Allen, my guy, all-star from last year, where are you? Uh, some of the other supporting cast mates that had good years last year, uh, they've been disappearing here and there. So Cleveland, uh, I know you want to be respected as one of the top Teams in the Eastern Conference. uh, You got to win some of these games like this against top teams.
1: Yeah, and no, they haven't shown that yet still, so we'll see as we get closer and closer here. But uh you know Celtics in a high scoring game. We, we took the over in uh Boston, Indiana last night. I think you uh <laughs> had nice, had a pretty nice uh Thursday, uh, 142, 138 in overtime. Now 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 Sid, I mean this was a, a really like strange game if you guys got a chance to watch it out there, but it was definitely of course you know, Jason Tatum had 31 points, you know, Jalen Brown had thirty. Uh, Michael Brown had 24 off the bench for them. N- you know they were able to kind of like you know get it going, but you know Indiana, you know they kept up for a little bit. They had their chance to kind of pull, uh, not pull away, but to kind of like you know try to maybe take, take control of the game. They just weren't able to do that. So of course you know, Brown and Tatum have now scored uh, 30 points in the same game nine times this year, and over the last three years, the only duo to record more such games a season. Is you know Kobe and uh Shaq, you know, they did it both from mm-hmm. uh they did it 10 times from uh 2000 to 2001 and 12 in uh in 2002 and oh three. So they they joined some pretty good company there. I'm talking about Brown and uh Tato, but this game here, if you're Indiana, you're kicking yourself because you had your chances to kind of try mm-hmm. to maybe you know try to you know take control of this game, uh, especially in the reg- in regulation.
0: Yeah, they kept up with Boston shooting the three point shot, but they just ran out of gas, especially. At the end of regulation, when when I believe it was um, Halliburton, I believe. Uh, not Halliburton.
1: Miles Turner had 40, which ties a career high. For, yeah, uh,
0: he uh, had 40, but um, I think it was uh, Halliburton who uh, missed that, uh, which would have been a game winner. That, that yeah, was the, I think, end yeah, of the I think the it game. was
1: Halliburton who missed that three yeah. in uh, regulation. That
0: yeah, it went to overtime. But Boston took over from there. And Jason Tamers, you mentioned, he had a couple big steals too last night to kind of seal that win for the Boston Celtics. Like you say, if Indiana uh, misses the play-in tournament or the playoffs altogether, they'll look at games like this and, and would say, uh, this is a game we should have had. And we were right there. We just couldn't close it out. On the flip side for Boston, they keep rolling on the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. These are the games that you uh, you have to win, and the Bills character come playoff time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see if this is, this loss comes back to buy uh, Indiana now. Uh, the second game of that uh, TNT Thursday night doubleheader, was the Lakers over the Warriors, 124-111. Uh, Malik Beasley had 25 points. I think that's probably his highest uh, highest point total in a while now. You know, it's interesting because, uh, of course, you know, Golden State, there's still some questions there. And also, too, with the Lakers, too, they're kind of like, you know, not kind of like they're still up right up there near the mm-hmm. plant, but they're not there yet, so... I, I'm kind of, you know, could maybe, I know D'Angelo Russell got hurt, so we'll see, you know, here is Angle, so we'll see how serious that injury is. But if you're the Lakers, you got to be feeling pretty good about this win uh, last night.
0: Yes, LeBron James only scored 13 points. Anthony Davis only had a double-double with 12 points to our rebounds. But we have a supporting cast like this that actually looks like, at least so far in the first game since the All-Star break, it works. I know the Lakers have a 3-1 record system. Uh, those trades were made a, a couple of weeks ago. They're 3-1 since the trade deadline uh, dates. But you don't have to, LeBron, like he, he's been doing all year, carrying the team. Anthony Davis is finally getting back healthy. I know he's going through some personal stuff, but uh, he, he's, he has to stay healthy, he continues to play like he's been playing before he got injured early in the year. Uh, you have supporting mates like Malik Beasley and DeAngelo Russell, who only had two points last night. Yes, he's trying to work back into Support, But you have young guys that can help you. Uh, all the pressure doesn't have to be, be on your superstars. So let's give props to also to Austin Reeves. Uh, he had some big mm-hmm. buckets last night as well.
1: Yes, he did, and he kind of helped help the Lakers pull the stranglehold on at least, Despite LeBron and AD kind of struggling from the field, <laughs> so and I think if you're a uh, Darvin Ham, that kind of makes your job a little bit easier when you have a supporting yes. cast where you know LeBron can take a couple of games off, I and mean, maybe AD. I know he's been having uh, some personal stuff. We won't get into it, but you know he can take, he can take a game or two off or whatever. So. It'll be interesting to see if you know, the Lakers kind of make that move. Now another uh, Sacramento uh, beats up uh, Portland, and uh, Dave didn't play, and that caused a little bit of a, a stir with some folks because <laughs> of course you know, they got yeah, of course they you know, they had the whole week off. Almost a week off for that, but uh and I'm sure he'll you know, I'm sure he'll probably uh be uh yeah, a little Yeah, Portland had
0: some traveling issues last night getting out yeah. of their their city because of the uh, bad weather they've been having too. So that they, they played a huge part in it. So the, the coaching staff said and you know, Charleston Bills and the coaching staff said, Hey, let's not play Dame, Damian Lillard last night. It was a shame for those Sacramento fans. I know their team won, but it was a shame that they couldn't see Damian Lillard on the fall. I'm sure many people were there in that arena last night wanted to see it.
1: Yeah, it's snowing uh, it's snowing and raining really hard, hard out there in those areas in California right now. So that's why you also mm-hmm. have the various weather issues and such. So I think that's probably that was a big kind of sort of a big thing, a point of contentment there for our Dave. So I know his family, they've been kind of scattered all over in the state. So that's probably why they were able to, you know, that was probably, that was probably a smart move by Chauncey Bills' part, but you know you, you take the wave for Sacramento, but you kind of feel like you gotta put an asterisk on it since Dave didn't play. So, but you know, a nice start for a The Aero Fox had 31 points and and look, you'll take the win for Sacramento. I mean, you're, you you want to show people that you are for real, that you're not gonna, you know, pfft, you know, fall flat in the second half. So nice yeah. start by them. I know that they'll, they'll play a couple more times again, so they'll probably be able to kind of redeem us. I'll talk about the Blazers, but uh, yeah, but a big win for the Kings last night.
0: Yep, big win for Sacramento. If Port, if you're Portland, if you miss out on the playing tournament, these would be the games that you'll look back on and, and like we talked about with the Indiana the Pacers. So we could have won this one, we could have won that one. Hopefully, does come to bite them in the butt. A couple more games to review from last night. Laquina, the Oklahoma City Thunder had a sh- chance to steal one on the road in Utah, but the Jazz said no, 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 as Laurie Market scored 43 points. Shea is Alexander, first, another first-time All-Star, had 38 for the Thunder, as the Utah Jazz, behind Laurie Markkinen, three free throws made at the end of overtime, beating the Oklahoma City Thunder 120-119. to 119.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a Nice win for uh, Utah. That they held them off. And look, like it's like I said, another one of those games where you're if you're OKC, okay, you you're trying to try, you're trying, to, you're going to try to make a run for that uh, that tenth spot in that play-in. So this is mm-hmm. the kind of these are the kind of losses where you kind of like you might, you know, might, you know, it might. You know, scratch your head and you're like, oh crap, we had our chance to win that game. But yeah. look, Leo Laurie had 43, so was uh, up, up there in his career high. So I think if you're, you'll take the one if you're Utah, you want to kind of stay in there in that, you know, that mid room, middle uh, part, especially with the Western Conference being so long, damn. So you need all mm-hmm. the wins you get if you're Utah, so you'll take it.
0: Yeah, you're Utah, you're taking, especially in the middle of that West Pack of the Western Conference, is is very hectic. So you have to take all the wins that you can get. Couple more finals to pass along from last night. Uh, the Mavericks dominate the San Antonio Spurs, one forty-two to one sixteen, and the Raptors are battling the Bulls for that play-in spot in the in the Eastern Conference in around the ninth, tenth spot. They, they get a big win in New Orleans, one fifteen to one ten, as the Raptors defeat the New Orleans Pelicans.
1: Yeah, that was a uh, if yeah, you're Toronto, you're kind of you battling with the Bulls for that last uh, that last play-in spot. So yeah, I think these are the kind of wins that. You know, but if you're in New Orleans, you're sort of wondering, like, okay, are we going to get back to the habits where we're at before the All-Star break? They were missing kind of ill-advised shots, and, you know, Siakam made some big shots late for the Raptors, yep. so we'll see if they can kind of keep up there. Now, going into this weekend's games, you know, uh, tonight, 6 o'clock, you got uh, the Knicks and the Wizards at 6. That should be an interesting one. Uh, Cleveland will try to bounce back from that loss to Denver as they travel to Atlanta to face Trey Young. And now no Nate McMillan now, of course. Mm -hmm. He got fired this week as a head coach. So they're looking for a new... uh uh, head coach uh that it may game. be
0: Quinn tonight and we'll see
1: yeah i'll say yeah there's rumors that maybe quintario all it's all but official but we'll see what happens there mm-hmm. that game will be at six thirty and the first game of the ESPN Friday night doubleheader should be a good one to get Miami and Milwaukee. We know I know our girl a lot of tech Guy, who's a big heat fan I know she's gonna be uh watching this game so you check that out as ESPN mm-hmm. at six thirty Charlotte That's and far- minutes- I said it's probably
0: called her, her calling you right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, it might be, yeah, it might be her calling you. Like, I'm in the middle of the show a uh, lot.
2: <laughs>
1: Charlotte, Minnesota at 7 o'clock. Uh, uh, at 7 o'clock so uh, the first half of that, uh, of that uh, Friday schedule.
0: Yeah, of course, the Bulls and the Nets will play against. We said at the top of the show tonight at 7 o'clock. Locally here on NBC Sports Chicago. And 9 o'clock, the second half of the ESPN doubleheader tonight. OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Phoenix Suns, I believe. Kevin Durant will not play tonight, uh, so uh, the, uh, check yet. your yeah. So check your uh, social media and check ESPN to see if he'll play tonight. But n- n- nevertheless, it still should be a great matchup. Devin Booker is back for Phoenix. Chris Paul Hovey can stay healthy, so it'll, it's going to be an exciting game tonight. And wrapping up the Friday night schedule, we'll have Houston at Golden State at nine o'clock. Of course, Golden State is playing without Steph Curry. And also at 9.30, we'll have the Sacramento Kings at the Los Angeles Clippers. That could be another sneaky good game tonight.
1: Yeah, it could be. We might be seeing Russell Westbrook debut in a Clippers uniform. Yes. see what happens. That should be a fun one. And, of course, Sacramento, you know, know, from that uh, big win against Portland last night. Hopefully the crowds will be – pretty, you know, pretty, uh, decent because I know there's some crazy weather going on over, out there in SoCal. Yeah. Now going into tomorrow's games, you got, uh, Toronto and Detroit at 11 a.m., an early, you know, Saturday matinee mm-hmm. here, uh, Miami. Yeah,
0: because the Detroit, Wings playing hockey at night in that yeah. same arena, a little oh, season. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, so maybe that's why, but, uh, yeah. you know, Miami and, uh, Charlotte, you know, Charlotte off of a, of a, uh, Back to back, so that should be an interesting one at six, thir- at six o'clock. I should say, Indiana and Orlando at six, New Orleans and New York at 6 thir- New York, you're know, coming off a of back to back as well from the uh, on the road from DC mm-hmm. uh, uh, tonight.
0: Yep, wrapping up the Saturday night schedule for tomorrow. We have Denver and Memphis at seven o'clock. The Celtics and the 76ers will be your NBA uh, Saturday night game for ABC. So that should be a good one. Maybe an Esa Conference Finals preview. We shall see. And then wrapping up the Saturday night schedule, we'll have San Antonio at Utah at 8 o'clock.
1: Should be a, that should be a fun one, that Boston uh, Sixers matchup. That should be a good one now. Could we be seeing a rematch of NBA Finals from a couple of years ago? Phoenix and Milwaukee at noon, high noon on ABC, the first of that uh, Sunday doubleheader. Brooklyn and Atlanta should be an interesting one at 2 o'clock. Washington and the Bulls. Another start time, folks, at 2.30 at the UC. Remember that start time. Also at 2.30, the, first, the second game, the ABC uh, Sunday doubleheader. You got uh, the Lakers and the Mavs. So the new look Lakers looking really good. Of course, the New Year uh, Mavs. You're with Kyrie and Luca in the game. So mm-hmm. that should be a fun one at 2.30 on ABC. And uh, Toronto and Cleveland should be a fun one uh, among the first of the night games at 5 o'clock.
0: Yeah, wrapping up the Sunday night schedule, we'll have Sacramento at OKC at 6 o'clock. That should be a, another sneaky good game. Mm-hmm. At 6.30, part of the ESPN Sunday night doubleheader, we'll have Minnesota at Golden State. Of course, no Steph Curry for that contest for the Warriors. At 8 o'clock, we'll have Houston at Portland. And then wrapping up the Sunday night schedule, the second half of the ESPN Sunday night doubleheader, we'll have the Clippers and the Nuggets. I and that's afford- your schedule from their, around the Around Association for this weekend.
1: Yeah, that should be a, a fun one there. That Clippers Nuggets game. You yeah, know, I'm looking forward to that one. It should be a, a whole lot of fun. It's gonna be yeah. glued to that one. Uh like I can see sports on Sports Social Chicago, Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown with you. Of course, we're gonna wrap up our basketball power hour. Going, you know, to the college hardwood now. A big one locally last night as uh Illinois came back from I think they were like down 15. I yeah, they were there. down as many as 18. They're like 8 or 15. Well, they were down 15 at the half. Of course, they were mm-hmm. down as much as 18. But Terrence Shannon had 26 point. Terrence Shannon Jr., I should say, had 26 points. I think he had 22 in the second half as mm-hmm. he leads the way for the Alina as they come back and beat Northwestern 66 62. Boo Booey had, no, I'm not making this name up, folks, had 35. Points Don't laugh. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't for enough for Northwestern. So. This is a very interesting game. This is actually a much needed needed uh uh win for Illinois because they have to get they're kind of like two games back from getting that top four. Of course, you know you got Purdue, you got Northwestern. They're in second place, so they got knocked out a little bit. But you know Illinois needed that win desperately to kind of keep up, and you know, with only about uh, like two weeks left in the in the regular season. Well, actually, about a week and a half. Actually, mm-hmm. they needed that win to kind of sort of you know get you know be right there near the top for that uh, top four, being four in that double bye for the Big Ten tournament coming up here in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I was encouraged by uh, Terrence Shannon's performance last night. in the keynote. he's one of the players I was begging for to step up for the Illini. Uh, he he did his thing last night. He drove to the basket multiple times. And I've been begging for him and the Illinois guards to do that this year. I know they live and die by the three a little bit too much, but it was nice to see Terrence uh, uh, Shannon driving the ball to the basket last night. You know, positive things happen when you drive to the basket. Even if you miss it, you get some fouls, call, foul, fouls called he gets some free throw opportunities, but the main thing that made me upset last night was your starting front court for for the Illini, Dane Danger and Coleman Hawkins. They only had a combined total of nine points, and Northwestern did a heck of a job on those on those guys, especially in that first half. You cannot have a combined total of nine points from your two top front line men, especially you go as you, you head toward this postseason tournament. So Illinois has to clean that up. I know Matt Meyer had fourteen points, but Illinois—they need some more help in, in scoring besides Matt Meyer and Terrence Shannon, who who stepped up big in that second half last night. But I want to see some overall more team play for Illinois. You saw the other the other night on Tuesday in that makeup game against Minnesota, a lesser opponent, but against good teams like Northwestern, who get as, who gets after it defensively, you got you still got to find a way to play good team basketball offensively. They stepped it up. I'm talking about the Illini in the second half with defense, but. I want to see some more balanced scoring. You're going to need that, especially against better teams moving forward.
1: Yeah, the consistency of the scoring for Illinois has been a big issue for them this season. You got the Mm -hmm. good Illinois teams, you got the bad Illinois teams. So, you know, we'll see as we get a week and a half left in the regular season. Now UCLA held off Utah. Uh, to Saint Mary's, of course, for their clash coming up tomorrow, and I will talk a little bit about that in a second. Michigan got a, a big win against Rutgers, helping them mm-hmm. with the, uh, with their uh, bubble chances, so that could only only help them in that front last night. So, some of the big, probably one of the bigger upsets was uh, Virginia losing to Boston College. That was. Kind of, yeah. Of course, you know, usually Virginia is, is due for a baffling loss. So, but look, a nice win for Earl Grant in that program. So they really needed that kind of like a bit of a a, a bump. So you know, you know, getting that way as a top five team, I think that can only help them. Now, of course, uh, Alabama, with all this stuff going on with Brandon Miller. We won't get into that. You know, he led the way with 41 points against South Carolina. Yukon, you know, making things in the in the big east between them and Providence. They get that that win a little bit get back from the earlier meeting 67, uh 87, 69, I should say. So a big win for uh Danny Hurley's uh Huskies. Uh Bradley beats uh Valpo. So they're mm-hmm. keeping in, in, in the in the uh in the case for uh well I mean a pace for in the uh in the uh Missouri Valley. So uh drapey's Illinois State and senior night. So their tournament actually starts next week, I believe. I'm talking about. Yes, um, in St. Um, Louis. Yes. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. these are definitely like your know, wins that kind of like, you know, get them, you know, ready for uh, for that tournament, of course. Uh, UNC helping their cause with uh, being DePaul. Auburn beat uh, Ole Miss by four. So that helps them try to help them with their uh, bubble chances, too, as well. Uh, going back to some of the other games, we know, know we got our girl Maggie is going to be joining us in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So, Make this quick as possible. Texas. Well, Illinois, we get Southern, Illinois,
0: Southern Illinois beat Northern Iowa too on Wednesday. So they keep a top, of flow in the Missouri Valley.
1: Yeah, trying to get in that top four uh, spot there. Texas beat Iowa State. Uh, K State came back to beat Baylor. Marquette, you know, they're kind of in like the driver's seat in the Big East. You know, they edged out Creighton. Uh, and Texas A&M with a nice win against uh, Tennessee. Uh, Miami held off Virginia Tech. Villanova upset. Uh, Xavier trying to get us get this out some bubble. Michigan State with their first uh play for the first time since that tragic shooting that happened a couple of weeks ago. They get a very nice uh upside win against Indiana. So, you know, I know there was a lot of emotion there at the Birdle Center, so that was a really a uh, solid win mm-hmm. for t- Coach Izzo and his guys. San Diego State one step closer to uh to clinch the, uh the uh the Mountain West title. You know they beat uh, Colorado State, uh, Utah State. Of course, they're trying to keep pace, and they beat Wyoming on Tuesday. O- uh, Texas Tech, I should say, beat Oklahoma, so they're trying to get themselves in the in the bubble discussion. Pittsburgh, you know, stealing their uh, shot. Hopefully, they can get in the top twenty-five. They beat Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. uh, Murray- Missouri State beat Murray State, so Missouri State, you know, trying to help you know mess up with some things in the, uh, in the Missouri Valley.
0: Yep. And quickly, let's get to the schedule for this weekend's game. Starting with tom- starting with tomorrow's action, we'll have Arkansas at number two, Alabama at 1 o'clock on ESPN2. Also, at 1 o'clock on CBS, we'll have Arizona State. I know my computer's just messed up. Lakina, will see. If you had the schedule in front of you, it was a big game, too. Was, that was, that's on hold CBS. Hold on, let me on, let see can... here. Uh,
1: okay. we a Arizona? Arizona, well, no. Arizona State, yeah. Oh, Arizona State. Oh, wait. Uh, I
0: believe. I I believe. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. Well, Arizona hosts in Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame. Uh, uh. Me and Georgia Tech, Texas, Oklahoma, and the Red River. There. Uh. Mm-hmm. Baylor and Kansas. Oh, wait. That's a. Yeah, that's, that's. from last week. My bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's Texas
0: and Baylor tomorrow on ESPN at one o'clock. It was Arizona and Arizona Arizona State. That's that. Also yeah. at one o'clock on uh, CBS.
1: Yeah, that should be a fun one. Uh, there as well. Uh, got the best. Uh, yeah, state got uh, Arizona got the best at Arizona State in their first meeting. So you know that should be a fun one. There's usually is between these two uh, is state rivals. Uh, Creighton and Villanova. That should be a fun one. TCU and Texas Tech. Clemson and C State. You know both teams trying to uh you know soften their uh bubble uh chances there. Uh, Alabama and Arkansas. Arizona Arizona State as you mentioned, Sid. Uh, of course, the Texas Baylor games on ESPN. Hold on that that my computer is acting weird too. Like sorry for technical difficulties well, so we're, we're live, uh kids. So, but uh let me get this uh back up. Yeah, there. Indiana
0: and Purdue tomorrow night at 6:30 on Fox, the Saturday night uh primetime game for the week for those uh, guys at Fox. And also too at nine o'clock on ESPN, we'll have uh St. Mary's versus Gonzaga live from the state of Washington. And wrapping up the Sunday schedule, we'll have number 21 Northwestern at Maryland at 11 a.m. in the morning. That's on the Big Ten Network. This is for Sunday. And also, too, at the same time, Illinois will visit Ohio State to take on the Bug Guys. That's on CBS Sunday morning at 11.
1: And also, too, uh, going back to Saturday, tomorrow, you got Auburn and Kentucky. That's at 3 o'clock on CBS, so that should be <laughs> a fun one there between those two teams, Virginia and North Carolina. North Carolina got a big win so, if they can beat Virginia, they can kind of help their attorney chances. Uh, Tennessee, you know, trying to bounce back from that uh, early loss, uh, early week, week loss. They face South Carolina at five o'clock on SEC Network. Uh, let's see here, a couple other games. As a lot of these, some of these teams, especially some of the smaller conferences, are wrapping up their respective seasons. Uh, Indiana, and Purdue at 6 30. Of course, you know, mentioned that DePaul and Marquette, those two teams, old rivals, bounced out on FS1 at 6 30. Uh, Vautec and Duke at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, San Jose, New Mexico, New Mexico, they really need this one to try to you know, get themselves back on track, but San Jose can uh, wrap up the Mountain West title. And, of course, St. Mary's and Gonzaga at 9 o'clock on ESPN. Of course, game day will be there. These two teams, of course, you know, St. Mary's won the first meet, so Gonzaga will try to get a little get back at, 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 excuse me, at home in Spokane. So that's at 9 o'clock on ESPN. Oregon, Oregon State at 9 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. And yeah, those—that's your schedule for this weekend in college hoops.
0: All right, stay tuned for more sports and more fun. That Second City Sports Friday Fun Edition continues with Maggie Hinchers of Valley Sports and our girl Christine the Queen Manica. I'm Sid Deslakina. You're listening to Sports Old Chicago.
1: in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention?
3: Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by
1: six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DoDEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
3: Hear the calling. Few will earn the title. United States
0: Marine. The few,
2: the proud, the marines. Oh.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sorry for technical difficulties, folks. <laughs> I'm the McGee. You can follow me at Kida McGee on the Twitter and at come again on the IG.
0: I'm Sid the K. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. If you want to hit us up in the comment section, especially for our next guest, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, you can also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. Lakina, let's not waste any time. We gave her a nickname the last time she appeared on our podcast now that we were doing live shows. I'm glad that she's coming back. She's a hometown girl now, a national sports reporter for Valley Sports. She used to work at Six Seventy, the score. Now she's doing even bigger and better things. And let's bring her on right now. She's going to give us the latest in Chicago sports and more. She's on homegirl, our sports auntie, the one, the only Miss Maggie
4: Hendricks. Maggie, Yay! welcome back! I'm so Glad to be here, and I love being the sports auntie. That's just the greatest, the greatest name for me. <laughs> no
0: problem. That was the best, uh, way, I just,
1: Maggie.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say, Maggie, before we get started, that. Uh, we love all, I guess, that we uh, had on our podcast and now our live shows for the past couple of years. But one of my favorite episodes of when we had you on, of course, it was during the height of the pandemic. We talked everything about sh- Chicago national sports, the the last dance uh, with, the, the, with the Michael Jordan documentary. We uh, for, for people who haven't seen it, uh, go to War Media's so YouTube page and find the episode with Mackie Hendricks. She shut it down for two hours. Say, Keena, I know you remember we did it. Two straight hours, no break. The conversation was flowing, and we just had a great time. So we'd like to thank you uh, very much for that, Maggie.
1: That was fun.
0: Yes, yeah, it, was. it was. Yeah, yes, we
1: don't do that with anybody, uh, Maggie. So you're you're pretty special. We had a two. You're. I think you're like the first. I like think the only person that we have for two whole hours. So, but <laughs> nonstop, <laughs> nonstop. You know, no break. So that that's how great the conversation was. Now let's talk a little bit of bulls first for today's bulls, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I know. I hate the transition of that, but yeah, Pat Beverly, of course, you know, back in Chicago, he's wanted to come back here. Do you think he could give him that? He could give the Bulls a spark that they desperately need.
4: Well, I, yes, I do think he can, and I'm really, I am glad that Pat is back in Chicago for the same reasons I was happy that Dwayne Wade was back in Chicago. I think it's important for Chicago kids to see someone who came out of Chicago, you know? And I I really think that's important when it's somebody from the west side, right? Because we know the south side is well-represented. The north side, well-represented suburbs. Mm -hmm. The west side doesn't get the love. The west side doesn't get the representation. And I'm from Melrose Park. I went to high school in Oak Park, went to Fenwick High School. So I'm not from the west side, but I'm from close enough to the west side to know it, to get it. Mm -hmm. A little bit, not quite. You know, I don't want to, I will never you know, try to steal that valor, but I, I get it a little bit more and I understand how important it is that somebody who's been through what Patrick Beverly's been through literally living in a car and now he's playing for the bulls. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just a special thing. As far as the basketball goes, I do think he's going to give them enough of a spark to like, maybe make the play in tournament, maybe even make it to the actual playoffs. And that's the problem, you know. They mm-hmm. are—they have been in this purgatory mm-hmm. forever, yeah. basically since since Derek Rose went down with a, another proud Chicagoan that we were happy to have here. Mm-hmm. And when Derrick Rose went down with that first knee injury, from that moment on, we have these—we had this purgatory. The Bulls have been in right, barely making the playoffs, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so. Like we've seen what other Chicago teams have done when they've said, screw it. We're going to blow everything up and we're going to rebuild correctly. The Blackhawks did it, won three Stanley Cups. The Cubs did it, won the World Series for the first time in 108 years. The Bulls are just trying to kind of half-ass it. And it's like, I'm happy Patrick Beverly's on the team also, because he's probably one of my favorite players in the league. Because I just, I love somebody who is always going at you. Like, like he's mm-hmm. exhausting yeah. to play, and that's fine. Yeah. But also, I think he's going to make them too good, but not good enough to like get to the finals or something, you know? Yeah. Right. I want to
0: ask you about Zach Levine, uh, Maggie. Of course, he got that big $250 million contract uh, last summer. Many people say that he's not a franchise player, which I agree with. He's a number two or number three guy on a championship contending team. Of course, we heard about the trade rumors a couple weeks ago at the trade deadline. It depends on how the Bulls' uh, season finishes out. Of course, we know he has he had beef with Billy Donovan for benching him um, early in the season. Of course, that little blow up uh, during the Minnesota game back in December on the road. Uh, it, de- uh, it depends on how this Bulls' season finishes out. Do you think that the Bulls' management will try to trade Zach Levine uh, during the summer?
4: i mean it seems like they're really reticent to do anything we saw in the trade deadline they didn't really do anything they haven't done much with their uh their exceptions they just they haven't done much so i don't really see them trading zach levine because Mm -hmm. they haven't shown us that they're willing to do like anything so that's i think the other frustration with this Bulls team is that it's not with the team the the players i think are doing the best they can and even, you know what, when a coach and a player has a blow-up, it is a, what, 82-game season? It is a long season. They travel all the time. That stuff's normal. Just like you get annoyed at your boss, I get annoyed. Well, no, I'm never annoyed with my boss. But I'd you watching. Know, <laughs> people have those, like, you have that. That's normal. That doesn't, that to me doesn't say that necessarily he's going to, like, try to be like uh in Atlanta how Nate McMillan got forced out by Trey Young, you know mm-hmm. or did he? I mean, we know he did. So, you know, I I don't I don't think they're going to do a lot of trading or or make a lot of moves just cuz they haven't shown us that that's what they want to do, you know?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens now. Let's lighten the move here a little, little bit here, uh, guys. Uh, we'll talk some. Bears <laughs> for, let's talk some Bears for a second, of course, Maggie. They got the number one pick. They got the uh, the most uh, you know, salary cap space and all the NFL. There are rumors about maybe Justin Fields being traded. You know, from fans and you know other media, whatever and the like. What are what what are your thoughts on all this?
4: Well, I think it would be stupid as hell to trade Justin Fields. I think it, it would be like Brock for Brolio. It would be another one of those bad, bad trades that Chicago, unfortunately, is known for. Because he has shown all kinds of potential. The man doesn't have a line. He doesn't have many people to throw to. And that's something that either the number one pick in and of itself or trading in the number one pick and getting more picks or getting another player, that can help him and make him be successful. So. I, it would i would think it would be very silly for the bears to trade away Justin Fields use that pick to get another young quarterback who needs to be broken in when Justin Fields is ready and it's ready to be a star i mean the bears should have lost should have been even worse somehow but he he carried that team on his back all season and it's really impressive what he's been able to do now that he has a coach who, like, plays to his strengths and stuff. So I I really, really hope that all any sort of trading Justin Fields things is, like, just the other team planning shit or or something like that. It doesn't – because it doesn't feel true to what the Bears have said they're going to do. But the NFL is sneaky. It's tricky. I mean – I still will never forget poor Mike Glennon being at the draft party when they trade when they drafted Mitch Trubisky after telling Mike Glennon, he was the quarterback. So, you know, <laughs> you never know, but that was a different administration. So hopefully they wouldn't do something like that.
0: Speaking of starting some new Mackey, of course the new league year, along with free agency is, uh, starts for the NFL on March 13th. I know the bears had the most cap space in the NFL around a hundred million dollars or so, depends on who you talk to, but, uh, we know they're going to spend some money, but as I remind people, that some most of that money has to be saved for Justin Fields in about two or three years from now. Which position will do you think that the Bears will target first? Running back, defensive line, and once free agency starts next month.
4: I definitely don't think it'll be running back because, unfortunately, and and you know, I grew up watching Walter Payton, so I love running backs. But what running mm-hmm. backs also they get injured so quickly that mm-hmm. you you can find them a lot easier. So, I think both defensive line and offensive line need to be targeted. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Fields was on his back way too much this season. He got hit way too much. And also then the running game was affected because of there mm-hmm. were just too many holes in the offensive line. So, I think that those are the two areas that really need to be re- be targeted. And yeah, I it was so weird watching the Bears have a good quarterback and bad defense like that just, <laughs> that just like
1: who are you people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird to get used to. Right, usually it's the other way around. We had a good defense or a great defense. So we have a bad quarterback or not right. an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about bringing back guys like David Montgomery, Eddie Jackson? I know uh, Eddie has been very adamant he wants to uh, come back here. He wants to stay here. So, what do you think? You know, any chances of either him or? Dave Montgomery coming back? I mean, I think a lot of it depends on their price. And I'm
4: all for players going and getting as much money as they can, particularly in the NFL, because of the damage they take on their bodies. Like, go go get every single penny you can, man. Um, but I also feel like the Bears have so many needs that spending a lot of money on Eddie Jackson or David Montgomery. I think Eddie Jackson makes a little bit more sense to spend money on than David Montgomery, unfortunately.
0: We're hanging out with our sports on team is Maggie Hendricks. She's a national sports reporter for Valley sports. She's hanging out with us on the hashtag Friday fun edition of second city sports. We're live in the living color right here on sports on Chicago. Cindy Kenan here with you. Maggie, let's turn our attention to baseball. Of course, uh, spring training is underway. A couple of games get started today. Most of the uh, rest of baseball gets started this weekend. Let's focus in on the Chicago White Sox. Of course, Tim Anderson had a little beef on the White Sox talk podcast with Chuck Garfine. Of course, the team underachieved last year, finishing at 81-81. and 81. They have a new manager, Pedro Fall I know it's early, but uh, where do you see this White Sox team uh, finishing in 2023? Do they have a realistic shot at the playoffs? Will they surprise people? Or will you see some bad, mediocre baseball?
4: You know, I think with the White Sox, uh, it's one of those teams when times when it's like, I really have no idea because there's so much mm-hmm. new. And also I don't know how, if we are really aware of how much damage Tony La Russa did to a young team and how much needs mm-hmm. to be undone. Um, and so I think a lot, I, usually baseball, I don't think of the manager having like as much of an effect, say as football or even a little bit basketball, but in baseball they, they usually take a bit of a back seat but i think because there are a lot of young players on that team that didn't exactly get treated 100% correctly by tony larissa like they're they have to have like a whole new experience of what it's like to be a major league player so i think it depends on how a lot on how the managing job goes and how the how the players respond to it and I would I would both not be surprised if the White Sox got out to like this great start, and I would also not be surprised if they were like were are a complete mess to start the
1: season. You know, because it just it's, it's one of those up in the air things. I'll
0: yeah, take option number one as a Sox fan, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll say yeah, feast or famine. Unfortunately, it might be the yeah. case with the Sox this year. It's going to be that. It's not. It's not going to be. Yeah. anything
4: in between.
1: No, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, what about the Cubs, So What do you think about the Cubs' chances? Of course, you got Dancy Swanson, Trey Mancini, Jamison Talman. Now, I- I've said that they could probably make a run at maybe 500, perhaps, maybe make one of the three card spots. I'm not going to say that. They're not ready to win the division yet, but what say you?
4: Um, I think I'm excited to see how this, this young team kind of all comes together. I'm definitely going to need, like, the, the picture chart of who these guys are for a lot of the I think for the first few games, it's like, can you turn around so I can read your name on the back? Um, but I I think that the youth is something exciting. And and like you said, no, I don't they're not winning the division. The rest of the division's too good. But I think that they do have the skill and the power to go after to to push for a wild card spot. And now it's just like how, let's see how this can all come together.
0: Yeah. Let's go back to football, Maggie. Let's talk about broadening uh, NFL issues, and uh, usually it it surrounds the quarterback, and this year is no different. Uh, We'll get to Derek Carr in a second, but Aaron Rodgers is supposedly, I'm using air quotes here, supposedly coming out of hibernation, uh, outside appearing on Pat McAfee's podcast every Tuesday. Some people have him retired. Some people have him him traded. Even some people have him back with the Packers for another year. What say you, about Mr. Aaron Rodgers? It's very hard to predict at times.
4: You know this whole like whatever darkness retreat. First of all, that sounds nice. Like just like let me sleep. <laughs> we'll all right. Fine. Um, but it feels like he is pushing off a difficult conversation that he needs to have with the Packers because I think we all know his time with the Packers is done, and it's Jordan Love's turn, um, to take over the team and hopefully play terribly so that the Bears can beat them both times, but. It does feel like everybody knows this. It's almost like that couple, you know, that you guys all, that everybody knows that they need to divorce, they need to break up. We all know that couple. And everybody else in the world knows it. They just are putting off the hard conversation. That's what it feels like with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Like, can we just have, can you guys just have the hard conversation and get it over with and have it by March 13th so that everybody get started on the league year because right now this is just it's just exhausting and nobody wants to go to a party with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because you know they're going to get in a fight you know it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> now what about Derek Carr I mean we we saw him have dinner with some of the Saints brass a couple weeks back now they have moved some money around now Sid and I have said that maybe Tampa might be a better spot for us because the NFC South is a more winnable division what do you think what do you think Derek's Derek Carr's uh, next stop will be
4: you know it does it seems like New Orleans is a good fit for any quarterback like Derek Carr who's I'm not going to say system quarterback because that's always seen as like derogatory, but he is somebody who can, who learns systems quickly. So I feel like he, that makes sense for him in new Orleans, but you know, I, I, Tampa, Tampa can make a lot of sense too, because again, it's the same kind of thing. He It's just a plug and play because they already have everything in place because they put it in place for Tom Brady. So I think he would have, he would have success in either of those places. And yeah, the NFC South right now is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> enough said. Yeah, it's
0: a, it's a coin flip. Yeah, staying with our quarterback theme, Maggie. Let's go to the AFC West and focusing on the Denver Broncos. So of course, Sean Payton, the former coach of New Orleans Saints, he just uh, finished a year on Fox TV. Now he is the new head coach of the Broncos, and he's responsible for uh, getting Russell Wilson uh, back on track. Of course, he told Russell a, a week ago to get off of social media, and so a few, few words. <laughs> uh, do you think that that Russell Wilson's career I'm not going to say it's over can it be saved or do you think we'll see at least some of what he what he did early in his career in Seattle do you think Sean Payton can have enough magic to save Russell Wilson's career?
4: Uh I don't I don't think so. I think that Sean Payton is a very good coach and there's a reason why he was so so sought after. Um but I think that what will save Russell Wilson's career is Russell Wilson. And it doesn't seem like he is on board with saving it. If you know what I mean? Like, like Marshawn Lynch talked about how he was, he want, like somebody said, Oh, when was the last time you talked to Russ in an interview? And he said, I can't reach out to Russ. I have to go through his manager and I'm not doing that. Marshawn Lynch. Mm -hmm. Marshawn Lynch doesn't have your phone number. Like it's that and then this whole thing that he had in office at the Denver Broncos, uh, in, in the Denver Broncos offices, you're mm-hmm. not a coach, you're a player, why would you have an office, and the athletic did did a really good story on him today that said that put a lot of his teammates off, because mm-hmm. he said why well, have an open door, I have an open door uh, policy, and they said but you're not a coach. Your open door policy should be you sitting at your locker. And that's mm-hmm. how we that's how we relate to each other as football players. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go into your office. Like that's, you're, that, you're not different, that different from us. And so like those kinds of attitude things, that's not something that a coach can fix. That's not something that anybody but Russell Wilson can fix. And it sounds like he's already done some damage already in Denver in just one year.
1: Yeah. Interesting what happens there. Now let's start, let's go to the AFC North for a second. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Apparently he wants as much money as Deshaun Watson. And, of course, and apparently I guess, you know, they've, they've offered, the Ravens have offered him that much money, but he's turned it down. You know, the deadline's coming up. What do you think's going to happen over there in Baltimore? Well, the interesting thing with the Deshaun Watson, and we don't have to get into Deshaun
4: Watson himself. I'll just talk about his contract. Um, because if I get into Deshaun Watson, it'll go for a while. Um, <laughs> he His contract is guaranteed, and mm-hmm. that's not something normal for NFL players, is con- guaranteed contracts. And so now that Deshaun Watson has that, there's a lot more players who are going to start, because that precedent's been set, they're going to start pushing for somewhat of a guaranteed contract. And when you think about it, football players of all sports not having guaranteed contracts I mean, when poor DeMar Hamlin went down with a heart attack, the Bills had to announce, yes, we're going to pay him his full salary because normally he would not be paid, which Mm -hmm. is like the crazy thing because of the the contracts not being guaranteed. So that is, I think, the big sticking issue for Lamar is not just like, hey, are you going to give me money? I want to know that I'm going to get this pot of money. I think Lamar Jackson is worth a heck of a lot more than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is younger. So that, that I think is probably the sticking point for the Ravens. So this is going to be an interesting thing to see how it plays out, especially because it seems like both sides are being so open and transparent about it. So I am very interested to see, I have a hard time picturing him in anything but a Ravens uniform, but I, you know, I feel like he's a good fit there, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Last moment or two with our, our sports auntie, Maggie Hendricks of Valley Sports, hanging out with us on Se- Second City Sports, Sports on Chicago. We're live, and live in Living Color. Sid Lakin here with you. A couple more minutes left with Maggie. Maggie, I know you've been with Valley Sports over the last year and a half or so. And Name some of the um, best assignments, the best stories you've done since so joining Valley's.
4: Well, I've been lucky enough to cover a whole lot of women's uh, basketball, both college and WNBA. And so, I've gotten to cover the last two W championships, the one in 2021, of course, it's right here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that was always fun. Um, mm. And not just because it meant I, I didn't have to travel as much, but also it's just, this is, even though like as a journalist, it's like, I'm not cheering for one team or another. I just mm-hmm. like seeing my city happy. And so, you know, it just made me happy. Um, and then the last one was watching with, with uh, covering the, uh, aces championship and they won that in connecticut
2: Mm -hmm. um and,
4: and then also uh covering olympic sports that's always my heart and so covering olympic trials for both swimming and gymnastics is just really cool because when you see somebody make the olympic team you are seeing the culmination of years sometimes decades of work not just for them but for their parents their aunts their uncles The cousin who would drive them to practice, like you just, (laughs) everybody. And usually at the trials, all those people are there. They can't all make it to the Olympics, but they can usually make it to the trials. And so seeing that moment is, I don't care how many times I see it. I want to see it a hundred more. It's just the coolest, the absolute coolest thing to write about
1: well one more question for me but also to uh one of our, our one of our another one of our buddies from right here in chicago she's over at kxrb in sioux falls she's a, actually is a big fan of yours and uh, we haven't had her on in a couple of weeks she wants to come in and say hi for a second our girl miss christine hey, Manica. what up how are you
4: I don't know if been,
3: but i
1: actually met how maggie do do? oh my
3: gosh like almost five years ago what? with my twin sister Yes. She's an amazing baker, by the way. If you have never had Maggie's baking, it is so good. And that's what she was doing with Nikki Del Monaco, and yeah. Lawrence Holmes got in on the
4: action. So that was a fun evening. How are you? I'm good. That was that honestly was one of my favorite things I've ever done in my career. Was it? We like, <laughs> did a baking show with uh Nikki Del Monaco and me and Lawrence, and like and we had invited a bunch of sport listeners and it was silly and fun, and I am begging ballet sports basically every day to let me have a baking <laughs> with athletes show
1: one day. Oh, one. I, I think that would be great. <laughs> okay, I'm about that, I think you, I think you would be, it would be a very highly rated uh, show, Maggie. Yeah, I think you know because the people, we know. What's your best? What's your, like your best special. We need to get a chance to even ask you that. We we talked to you for like two hours a couple of years ago. We never asked you what was like your specials. What's like your best? Like you know baking, you know so, cake my- pie.
4: My go-to is chocolate chip cookies. Like, I'm actually going to bake mm-hmm. some this afternoon to take to the Yukon depaul game tomorrow. Um, but probably my best thing that I bake and my husband's favorite is cinnamon rolls. I make some good ooh, cinnamon rolls.
1: Ooh, yummy. Ooh, yeah. that's a, oh, gosh. getting me tough.
4: hungry. <laughs> I don't know what I was Yeah, I was going to no, have
1: what they said. Yeah, as you say, last
0: question for me, Maggie. And the reason why I hit you up yesterday because uh, you also follow Maggie Hendricks on Instagram. She's a great follow. I swear, Lakina, our, our, our shows in particular, our basketball roundtable show from last week, I'm sure her spirit was listening to our show last week because uh, Maggie had a, a nice sh- suggestion on, on how to uh, make the actual NBA All-Star game interesting. For those who miss wow. it, Maggie, Tell the world of what you said on your Instagram page yesterday.
4: We need defense. We need some defense to get to make <laughs> the all-star game good again because a bunch of guys standing around like while one guy shoots, like that's not basketball. That's like practice. That's, that's you know, doing drills before the game. And it's fine. It's fine if that's what you guys want to do. But, like, don't expect a lot of people want to watch that. Like, it's just and – it, and the ratings are really low. So I think they need to to come up with something, maybe give incentives for blocks, give incentives, gives either cash incentives to the players, to a charity, to charities and player, whatever. But there's just – there's got to be something because right now the game is, is just boring.
0: And hey, you said a special element they should bring to the All-Star game. What is it? I, I like that
3: idea.
4: The Rock and Jack twenty five points. Yes, there you go. We've been saying that. We've been saying that for the last few years. We've been saying (laughs) the last few years. At the um, at the WNBA All Star game, they have like a I can't remember if it's a four or five point shot area where you get where you can shoot like you're basically doing a logo three, and Mm -hmm. then that was worth four four points in the All Star game, and it was it was fun and silly. Mm -hmm. I think like if you okay, if you block that shot, you get four points. Why not? (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. it'll, make it interesting.
1: it'll make it interesting no
4: doubt <laughs> oh, yeah now man.
0: now Maggie's going to make me watch it again in the morning on YouTube and I'm definitely going to do that oh that was so much fun back then uh, Lakina Maggie yes, uh, the only thing that was controversial was Marky Morgan doing the first one back in 91 I believe pulling his pants down doing the yeah. halftime show yeah, that was yeah. the only controversial thing how far we come as a society
1: <laughs> that's dope. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about that, too. Yeah. That was probably the, you know, yeah. And they actually played defense, too, Rocket Jock. Go figure. So,
4: yes, God, they yeah. did. Mm-hmm.
1: Even, there you even go. The celebrity game. Janelle Monáe was
4: trying to play defense. I don't think it was working, but she was trying. <laughs> she, was, she was. She was trying. She was that's trying. Not, I mean, not well, yeah. but yeah. Well, she <laughs> me do everything else. So, like, if she's not great at basketball,
1: <laughs> we that
4: that will not that not happened.
1: Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> that would not be good at all. Oh my gosh. You know, we can we can go on and on with Maggie forever. <laughs>
2: gotta go
4: but,
1: cookies, so. Yes, you do. I'll say Ooh. we go gotta get you baked, to, uh you gotta get to, <laughs> your, your other uh, great uh skill uh baking. So uh, where can people find you in social on uh, social media for all your uh for all your uh, writing, your expertise and on you know baking sports? <laughs> <laughs> Um, in, both Instagram and Twitter. I'm Maggie
4: Hendricks altogether, and it's with a CKS at
0: the end. So, All right. Thank you, Maggie, for joining us today on the program. Glad to have you back. Glad to, uh, to still hear you and see you uh, working in the sports media realm again. So don't hesitate to, uh, to come back on our program very soon. We love having you. You are sp- official sports auntie of the show, so wear that title proudly, and we'll definitely have you back again soon, okay? Keep up the great work.
1: Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. That was Maggie Hedges from Valley Sports. Mm -hmm. Of course, she's going to be covering the UConn DePaul game uh, tomorrow. So make sure you guys Mm check out her reports on uh, social media. Now we're going to catch up with Yes, she is. She's awesome. She's so much fun. Yeah, well, also, too, uh, another uh, f- uh, friend of ours who we have so much fun with, who is awesome, our girl, KSRB's Christine Manica. will be we enjoy this show. Recap the Super Bowl, the mm-hmm. White Sox, and all the weird stuff that happened over the weekend, over the week with uh, Tim Anderson, and so much more. Beef. <laughs> oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Makita <laughs> uh, McGee, Sydney Brown, KSRB's Christine Manica, second scene sports on Sports on Chicago, coming up our last half hour for uh, the week, right after this.
2: This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school.
1: These colorful binders help me stay
4: organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying.
2: These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils too. These new socks—they can be a real lifesaver.
4: <sighs> and I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom.
2: Trish is having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days, a friend will offer you a drink, and alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say... No thanks, not my thing. Mom! I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush?
0: For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov, a public service
1: message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
3: This is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. (laughs)
2: Do-do, do-do, do-do. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> back. Welcome
0: back to Second City Sports, hashtag Friday, fun, fun Friday, wherever you want to call it. We're <laughs> live, live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone, Chicago. I'm Sid, that's Lakina, and that's our home girl from KXRB Radio, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Miss Christine, the Queen. Manica, what's up, Christine? How are you?
3: No, you know, we had another foot of snow on the ground,
1: so we're great. Oh, gosh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, thankfully we can, it, I think it just missed us, you know, that snowstorm. And apparently mm-hmm. we like we said earlier, it's oh, in talk. you didn't get anything this year. I know we I won't say that it's still, still about five more weeks of winter left, Christine. So we we can, we can still get hammered. So uh yeah. Uh, just,
0: yeah, yeah oh. just real quick, Lakina, just a reminder, we have less than twenty-five minutes left remaining of the show for today and for the week. If you want to hit us up in the comment section, you could do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you.
1: All right, Christine, So we get a chance to get you have you on last week. So what you think about the Super Bowl with uh, the Chiefs' victory? Their second Super Bowl in four years, and uh, Mahal is winning MVP and basically now has just about everything you know that we <laughs> that he's uh, won so far. So what? You, what? kept you know, the from the game to Rihanna's performance. You know, give us your uh, quick summary of everything.
3: Well, I think I should have guessed purple Gatorade like I did last year and stuck the... To- <laughs> um, but I thought for once the game was very entertaining on both sides, for the Eagles, for the Chiefs. And we haven't had that type of Super Bowl in a long time. So I, I think it was right that these teams were both in it this year. Um, I was a little bit disappointed in Rihanna's performance. And I say that because... You know, there was so much hype behind it, saying mm. this is her first show in seven years. This is the first time that she's been out. And I don't know about you guys, but we were, I mean, Chris was was texting me and he said, is Rihanna pregnant? And I'm like, I don't know, because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like she made it apparent at first until kind of towards the end where we were all getting like, okay, like maybe maybe she is pregnant because I knew she had her son about, mm-hmm. I don't know, five months prior to that, six months ago, whatever the case yep. is. And I'm yep. just like, either that's like some real heavy postpartum she's got going on or she's pregnant. And that's a quick turnaround too to have another kid like that. So once it came out that she was pregnant, I think everybody at your Super Bowl parties probably died down the questions a little bit because that's always an awkward thing to say. Like, is she? Like, we... We don't know so it wasn't like a like a big reveal sort of speak but it was a big enough reveal to get everybody talking i'd say um but i was mainly disappointed because she had so many songs with with drake and eminem paul mccartney and, and just you know she didn't bring anybody out with her so i was that was a little bit disappointing actually because she has done so many collaborations with artists and whatnot so Then again, she was pregnant. So I don't know what the original plan was before she was pregnant. So it's kind of, I'm not saying she wasn't good. She was was singing her heart out. I mean, her her voice is incredible live. Um, But again, just disappointed in the overall wow factor of the performance. It didn't really stand out to me. Um, And with Mahomes being the, going back to football, with Mahomes being the MVP, I don't think he really should have gotten it. I think it should – I can't remember his name now, and I kept on saying it for the past week, but the guy that recovered those fumbles on the Chiefs defense – Nick Bolton. I think – yes, Bolton, that's his name. I think he should have gotten the MVP. I fully believe that. Not that Mahomes wasn't amazing and he didn't, you know, get the job done. He played through a high ankle sprain, as we could see – but I don't think the game would have turned out the way that it was if it wasn't for Bolton recovering the football right away. So that's my opinion. I still think Mahomes is a great quarterback. I just don't think he should have gotten the MVP.
0: I meant to send you guys the article this morning. I, I read this. Uh, I think you can find it on yahoo.com that Rihanna had the most complaints, even more than Janet Jackson's nibble gave back in 2004. She Still had. I'm uh, Rihanna yeah. had over 103 complaints to the FCC. Uh, uh, uh I, I don't get it, but uh, th-
3: that's all. That's all. What your thoughts about
0: it, Chris, Before we move I, on,
3: I get it. I mean, kids are watching it, and some of mm-hmm. the dancing was a little bit questionable for kids. Like, I, I totally understand that, but compared to what was seen pre to that previous performance before, I mean. I think Jennifer Lopez with her performance with Shakira was basically on a show yeah. for the most right. part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Basically, exactly. again, not right. to say that wasn't a great performance, but there, I think a lot of artists need to keep in mind that there are kids that are going to be watching this and that there are mm-hmm. kids that look up to artists like Rihanna. Um, was it all bad? No. Do I think that it could have been different a little bit yeah I wouldn't mind to see it you know toned down a little bit more so I could see some of those complaints
0: all right Christine before we get to the White Sox uh the Bulls will start uh their unofficial uh second half of the schedule tonight yeah, against the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> yeah which yeah. is that's your question I know you don't want to go through a headache I know you said a few weeks ago, let's wait till February to see where the Bulls are. Of course, the Bulls. February. Are, yeah, that's what you said yeah, <laughs> a few sorry, weeks
4: ago. Because you weren't I'm worried about the
0: them at the time, sorry, but now yeah, they're six, the
1: same way.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're six games on the five hundred. still within striking distance of participating in the play-in tournament. Zach Levine has been uh, drama throughout the, the season with him and head coach Billy Donovan. Do you see? Do you still have faith in the Bulls making the playoffs or
4: not?
3: oh my gosh, forget about, you know, Zach Levine. Let's talk about Ball, Lonzo Ball that's now gone for the season. That was a headache too in itself. So I still have faith in Billy Dolvin. I still think he's a great coach. I just think some guys are just, how how do I put this? Their egos are getting in the way a little bit, like Levine, for example. Mm-hmm. And you know, Ball was kind of jerking the team around a little bit with his injury now. So it's gonna be interesting to see where the where the Bulls end up um during the rest of the season. But what we saw last year during adversity and getting you know, players left and right with COVID, it, it says a lot with their bench players what their bench players did because they got a strong bench. Yeah. And that's that's not easy for a team to have a strong bench. So I think if the guys can step up to the plate, they should be in pretty good shape for the most part.
1: It'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, what about Pat Bev? They can kind of give the Bulls that spark. I I think that's a. Look, the, the, they didn't really do many moves, the Bulls, like many
3: people would think. I think that would be a, a a great asset to the team. The Lakers, they're obviously not doing anything this year. I don't care if D'Angelo Russell's back on the team or what. He, he wasn't the same player. I should say he's not the same player what he was when he first came on the team with the Lakers. So it, it's just going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out.
0: All right. Uh, you listen to the Second City Sports on um, the hashtag Friday Fun, Fun Friday edition, right here on Sports Talk Chicago, We're live and live in color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine. All right, Christine, let's get to the White Sox spring training started for everybody else for the last couple of weeks. A uh, couple of games will uh, start off today, and the rest of the uh, league will start tomorrow and Sunday. Of course, the White Sox uh, disappointing 81 and 81 last year. Uh, the other day, Tim Anderson appeared on the White Sox Talk podcast from NBC Sports Chicago being interviewed by Chuck Garfine during an interview. He said uh, basically he's trying to make uh, the it's the players against the media. Uh, some of the people in the media were criticizing them last year when they were losing, and he kind of went at Chuck Garfine. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to part of it, the whole thing, or, or what have you. But what are your thoughts about Tim Anderson uh, as he entered his eighth year in the White Sox uniform, and he's playing for a contract after the season?
3: I think it's safe to say that not all reporters, but some people in the media tend to ask the most outlandish uh, outlandish questions, you know, questions that come out of left field, so to speak. And I, I can get some frustration, you know, once rumors are swirling around and, you know, when when your own career is being talked about, with you not even probably knowing what's going on behind the scenes of that. I get that it could be frustrating. You know, I think last year when they were talking, or maybe it was a couple of years ago when Tim Anderson was going through those personal issues and also with him his ability on the field, that can get to any player, you know, whether it's baseball, football, golf, like whatever the case is, it's going to get to you a little bit. And I think it's important to note for athletes, you got to learn how to have that tough skin. It doesn't matter what the media says about you. You know, it's screw the media, because what we say, it it doesn't necessarily have to be what, what we see you as. That's just what we're mm-hmm. portraying. That's our, our mm-hmm. opinion. If you want to prove the media wrong, do something about it.
1: Mm, you know, yeah.
3: do something about it, prove them wrong, and kind of go from there. It's tough when you get your personal life dragged into the media. And sometimes when you sign up for a job like that, because it is a job, you don't realize that at the time. Uh-huh. So I I think after a while it does get to these athletes and celebrities in their own right, so I get it. I, I definitely will, I understand that
1: frustration. It's interesting that you say that, Christine, because I think if, if if the White Sox had you know just lost in a in you know in like the play one of the uh, the wild card rounds last year, I don't think anybody would have. I don't think Tim Anderson would have had that response. But since they missed the playoffs last yeah. year, Cleveland came back to beat them. Yeah, that that, that I, I could you know kind of see why he got upset about it. But I think look if you look if they go to a great start, you know we had our our girl Maddie uh, Maggie said it. I mean. This could go right in between. I mean, this could get, you know, be mediocre again or they could get to that hot start that we saw last year. So I don't know. I mean, I heard uh Julie uh, Lucas Giolito made some comments saying that he's excited about, you know, the new yeah. season, playing for, for fall. So that's gonna be really but gonna be the key here. And I think you know, early on this season, they have, they have a free touch schedule early on. So we'll see how they react yeah. to that and everything else going on. And I want to mention, too, it's
3: amazing that Liam Hendricks
1: is out there right
3: now. Nobody thought Mm -hmm. that they would see him at all during training camp, let alone hear what type of progress he's in or or where Mm -hmm. is his treatment at. Because Rick Hahn made it very clear at the start of that announcement saying that you won't hear anything until the earliest opening day. So the fact that he's there right now throwing balls, hanging with the team and just getting that chemistry going – that's amazing in itself. And to see, you know, his own pitching coach getting emotional about it, saying how great it is to have him there, that, that just says it all right there, what that guy means to that team.
1: Yeah, Ethan Cass, he and uh, Len Hedges have this great bond. So, that that yeah, I mean, and he looks great too, by the way, Hendricks does. So, hopefully yeah, that's a good sign. Good yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not going to start the season, but will he pitch by the end of this year? Uh, we hope that's the case. So like I said, mm-hmm. we're still pulling for you, Liam. Kick cancer's ass, and we're behind yeah. you all the way. So hopefully you get back uh, to playing baseball very soon. Uh, Our guy, Lamont Scott, has asked you a question, Christine. You <laughs> can read it up on the screen. I think we know what your answer is going to be. Uh, I, he asked,
3: yeah. uh did the, the coach would finish? Huh? <laughs> I, uh, who cares? They're
1: rebuilding. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're oh, rebuilding. <laughs> you listen to second City sports on Sports no <laughs> Chicago. Are they get the playoffs, football. good for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and our girl Kate sorry that's our girl Kate so he's Christy Manica, not missing words as usual <laughs> here on uh, Sports on no Chicago. Here on second season sports, now going to some Bears and NFL for a, a sec. Let's talk about some of the stuff that you know with, with Derek Carr first. I mean. You know, we've, we've seen him, you know, he's had dinner with uh been in contact with uh the Saints brass, you know, the the Jets staying, you know, perhaps maybe being Florida around, perhaps a destination too that'll make uh Mike Greenberg excited from ESPN. Also too, we we would say maybe Tampa too, or maybe another uh arrival. So Boy. where do you think uh Derek Carr's uh, next destinations w- will be?
3: Oh, man, I thought that we were going to talk about Aaron Rodgers' revelation after coming out of the darkness for four days. We'll get to that in a
0: second. We'll get to it in a second.
3: Um, Hello, oh, darkness is my friend.
1: Oh,
0: boy.
3: <laughs> I mean, with Derek Carr, I think the option, the door is open to whatever team he decides to, to go to. Um, I always, I think Carolina is still a good spot for him, although I have heard that. Not only are the Colts trying to go after the Bears for that first round draft pick spot, now Carolina is thinking about going after that first pick spot in order to get a quarterback potentially. So I really, it's it's an interesting, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's odd, but it's odd that the Bears have been very quiet about this first round pick, that they haven't really led anything on like they haven't said oh we're gonna go this way we're gonna go that way or like drop little easter eggs here and there who knows what could happen they could end up keeping the first draft pick for all we know I I don't know but it's uh yeah it's kind of an interesting off season when it comes to not only the quarterbacks that are out there but also with the Bears having the first round pick thanks to lovey smith (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All
0: right, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is now supposedly coming out of hibernation. I'm using air quotes for those of you uh, listening back on our podcast, Chrissy. I don't know if you've been hanging with Aaron Rodgers or not, but some people have him <laughs> staying with the Packers, some people have him traded, some people have him retired. Me personally, I predict right now that he's going to retire. What say you about this Aaron Rodgers quote-unquote saga? What's your final take on it?
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's a facade I honestly think it's it's just a facade for the audience for their own entertainment Agreed. I think he's I think yeah. he's gonna stay with Green Bay as much as people don't want me to say that he's gonna end up staying with Green Bay in all honesty just because the NFC is so up for grabs maybe Minnesota's gonna take over that top spot and Rodgers wants to you know stake his claim on that so it he's just a weird dude. Like he is just an odd, <laughs> he's just an odd cat. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, clearly he's not doing the TV 12 mentality like Tom Brady did, but it's, he's, he's just an interesting player and in, because he's a smart guy, right? He's a very right. intelligent guy. Um, He's just got a weird way of showing it. It's
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get, get get out of the weirdness and get into the more interesting. Lamar Jackson now, he wants the, the same amount of, of, of guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson was able to get. What do you think? Will he get it with Baltimore or will Baltimore trade him? What do you think? Here's the thing. Everyone says the problem
3: with Jackson right now is that he doesn't have an agent to back him up. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, Roquan Smith. Didn't have an agent backing him up. He was representing himself. And look at what he got out of the Ravens. Highest paid linebacker mm-hmm. by far. Yep, He knew he was worth. Not only was he laughing at all the haters telling him that he wasn't worth that much. He was laughing at the Bears, too, saying, this mm-hmm. is how much I'm worth. I know how much I'm worth. And I mm-hmm. got that for myself. And you were selling me short. So I think just because they're on the same team, he obviously knows what Roquan got out of it. I don't think he's going to back down from them easily, especially when, in his mind, he knows what he's worth and he wants that guarantee. Now, I'm not saying that he needs to get an agent to get that done, because clearly you don't. But maybe it would help him reevaluate things, maybe somehow get someone else to listen to his needs and concerns and give their outside opinion on it. But if he thinks that he can get it, let him do it. Why not? He was a great quarterback back in the day. He can still be that great quarterback.
0: We're heading down the whole search with our homegrown Miss Christine, the Queen Manica of KXRB, right here on Second City Sports and the Hashtag Friday fun Edition. We're live, and live in the living color of sports on Chicago. Sid LaKeon hanging out here with you. Christine, let's head to the ice and talk. Let's do that hockey. I know we haven't much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know we have a much to celebrate with our Blackhawks this year. I know Patrick Kane had a hat trick uh, last weekend. He uh, he uh, he almost had a game win against the Las Vegas Golden Knights back on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which shouldn't count it. But I digress Oof. from that. He scored a goal on the on the Blackhawks' way uh, to their third victory in a row uh, on Wednesday against the Dallas Stars. The white, the sorry, the Blackhawks are supposed to be taken. They're now on a mini uh, three-game winning streak. Christine, I know the trade deadline is next. I believe it's next Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, I know Jonathan Tasey with it battling COVID issues and things of that nature. It looks like he's going to stay put. Uh, have we seen the last days of Patrick King in the Blackhawks uniform?
3: I don't know say that he wasn't practicing due to mechanical reasons. What? whatever that means i i'm not sure but i know that he was toying around with the idea of going to the rangers um i don't know now that one of their top players taze is out for the rest of the season presumably maybe they're going to try to keep patrick kane he's he's had one of the hottest streaks in a in a long time like this mm-hmm. is
4: mm-hmm.
3: i don't remember patrick kane being this good except in like the early 2000s, like the 2009, 2010 during like that whole dynasty for for the Blackhawks pretty much. Um, so it's interesting that he's just getting like this burst of energy and he's playing like he's 20 years old again, you know? So I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen with, with him. I hope he stays a Black Hawk. It would be great to have players like him and Taze have their full entire NHL careers with one franchise. Um, But I guess it just depends on where they see the team going
1: forward. Interesting that the the Rangers, that the two players, that uh, Vitaly Kasoff and uh, Jake uh, Lishinen, you know, with the Rangers, those are the two players that, you know, Kanter would get traded (laughs) uh, for, you know, that the Hawks would get back. They didn't play yesterday either due to roster management reasons. You know, they didn't play their game yesterday. Mm -hmm. So take that to, Take that however you want. So I don't know. I mean, if you're Kyle Davis, you're kind of in a tough spot because you want to strike while the iron's hot with Kaner. You don't, you know, I know they've been a little bit on that tear, but they're trying to tank. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Kyle Davis decides to do. Because remember, Kaner has a full no trade. So if, I know his agents already come out and said that, look, nothing's been official yet. You know, they haven't been approached with anything. So it's going to get interesting with, with the next few days.
0: Yep. All right, Christine. Uh, last question from me. Uh, it started last weekend. It'll continue this weekend. Are you interested in watching this brand new version of the XFL headed by Duran, the, the Rock Johnson? Are you are you just tired? are you still going to watch some more football, or are you just say uh, I like the NFL? I need a six month break. I'll wait for the NFL to come back next year.
3: I'll wait till September. I, that's my opinion of it. They've okay. tried to get it going for the past ten years now, and it's that they're trying like, giving them like full steam ahead but i don't know we'll see what happens
0: so that means a hell no to we'll, the xfl and christine's household <laughs>
3: straight up you know heck no but i would say yeah now nah, i need a break for a little bit
1: yeah yeah a, well yeah i'll catch a little bit of it but just to see if i yeah. got yeah, the product but you know overall it's for actually watching it but yeah now at least they got tv homes you know i'm talking about the xfl though. the pac-12 is having trouble finding one uh cbs you know they pulled out and warner bros discovery they pulled out now there was that maybe apple might be on the horizon for them also ion tv yeah it's like, it's like <laughs> channel 38 here in uh here in chicago the old
0: religious um, channel went back in the day.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. The old religious really went back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, the Pac-12 apparently they can't they, they can't find a TV home. Nobody wants to be bothered with them, or, especially now that UCLA USC will be leaving after this coming uh, next season. So, what do you guys think, Christine? I'll start with you.
3: Go on YouTube. Do YouTube TV? I don't know. Like it's. I think it's kind of up for grabs. It's interesting that uh that a network hasn't jumped at the chance to pick them up yet though.
0: Yeah. Speaking of YouTube TV, that's where the NFL is going to be headed towards yeah. uh, next season YouTube TV and Google with the, um with the NFL Sunday ticket, Sunday but ticket, yep. uh, yeah, but the, the patch off really overplayed their hand. And when they started that network over a decade and a half ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, put too much money into it. Yeah. Right. And people don't know what they're doing It's it's, it's uh, now it's like they're on the island by themselves uh, Christine uh, may be on to something here. Maybe they'll do something with YouTube TV. You never know. This business is so crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it may be their last resort using air quotes here. So they got to find a home somewhere because, like you said, the, uh, the conference is barely on this last trade. They don't have any major markets now, like you, Mitchell, Aquino, UCLA, USC. Both teams are in the L.A. area going to the Big Ten starting next year. So it, it's going to be tough.
1: Gonna be rough waters for the Pac-12. So uh yeah, they might as well for fr- our friend uh Twan say of course who does uh covers and uh, the for the New York Daily News say they should probably just break it up right now because <laughs> of you know they can't yeah. find a uh a, a television home. Now uh we didn't get a chance to talk about this with me Ma- with Maggie, but uh uh the Chicago Sky, of course, Candace Parker, Courtney Van you know who have been I think she had been, I think like the longest in the uh the, the franchise. So they, they've gotten a couple of players back, but is it rebuild time for the Chicago Sky uh, Christine?
3: It might be. I mean, look, they had a great run with that with that championship win. And usually when, when we see a team win a championship, that's when they kind of start to break apart or they fall apart, however you want to put it. So I think maybe it's time to get some new faces for this not just for the sky, but for the WNBA out there.
0: Yeah, it's going to be rough for the next couple of years. However, the fans will continue to support. Uh, No, uh, Lakina. remember about over over a decade ago, uh, they went to the finals and they had no radio contract. I don't think they even had a TV contract uh, then when they made it to the finals over a decade ago. Now that the sport has grown here in Chicago and the WNBA is doing well, not compared to the NBA, but it's done well enough to keep its doors open. Uh, we'll see if the, how much fan support they get this year, since most of the big stars are not going to be there.
1: That's going to be the thing. So yeah, we'll see if the people are going. You know, to the Sky Games, of course. You know, Chicago, Chicago loves a winner. So, but then now they're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, out for the next couple of years. It looks next year or two. So, I don't know. Going to be very interesting. So, uh, anything else? You know, sports wise, or anything else that you know that you guys want to talk about before we disperse?
0: A uh, quick announcement, Lakina. WGN TV Sports here in Chicago tomorrow and Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. For those of you who listen back on the replay on the podcast from noon to five PM, Live Golf will be on the CW Network. Oh yeah, so the CW you can watch Network. it right yeah. here in Chicago on WGN TV. That's tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday from noon to five PM on Channel Nine. The CW presents Live Golf
1: yeah all the cw i think it's i think the cw is only on i think what about like two-thirds of the major markets mm-hmm. there are i think there are still some markets that don't have the cw oddly enough so yeah that's gonna be interesting to see how many people actually tune in because i haven't seen a lot of uh pros for it so well yeah, that's, if you that's heard, good the wild card i was gonna say
3: if you uh if you missed the announcement the pga is allowing the lift players to do it to participate in the four majors. They just made that announcement the other day.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Probably wanted to avoid all the uh all the craziness that probably would have happened had they had not I been allowed to play. I so think it's
3: a, I personally think it's a test for the for the players yeah. that are with Live right now because yeah. there's no there's really no competition with Live at the moment. So I think this is a test to see if they can still compete at that high caliber level with the rest of the PGA players.
0: Especially yeah. if so we Ryder get cup. your soon to be husband and live golf.
1: <laughs> oh
3: gosh. <laughs> I, I don't think
1: he'd do that. No, no. <laughs> well, especially with the Ryder cup, you know, coming up uh, later this year, that's going to be the real wild card. Will they be able to participate in the Ryder cup? That's going to be think, like, yeah. That's going to be like the number one thing. You know, will they, mm-hmm. will guys like Ian Poulter, you know, who have been the yeah. most common Star Wars for the Ryder Cup, you know, Patrick Reed as well for the US? So that's going to be kind of like the the wild card here. So that's why, that's why, look, that's why Hendrick Sisson lost his, his captain, uh, captaincy with the on the European side is because of his association with uh, Liv. So that's going to be, mm-hmm. that's the real wild card of whether or not those guys will be able to participate in the, uh, in the Ryder Cup in the fall. But we'll see. Well,
0: yep. All right, Makita, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yours truly... Oh, chef uh, no, uh, no, that's a, uh, another big announcement for yours truly. As yours truly is now a, a season ticket holder, a member for the Chicago White Sox. Yours truly got the, one of the best uh, perks of being a season ticket holder. Yours truly got a, a free year of MLB.TV subscription. Oh,
2: so yeah, you truly nice. can watch
0: all the spring training games and all the out-of-market games for free. So... That's what I'll be doing this weekend, watching some spring training uh, uh, action from around the nice. league. So as soon as I get off of here, I'm going to hop on to MLB.com backslash TV and catch some spring training baseball for free.
1: Nice. Thank you,
0: White Sox, for that, at least.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I think I think a lot of the teams are doing that, too, with their season ticket holders. So I think that that's pretty cool. I think Verizon, I think, is also doing that, too, with their... Uh, with their uh their MLB uh league season pass. So yeah, so that's that's pretty cool that they're doing that. So uh, look if you want to watch all the out of market games I like said said you know whether it's your spring tree or get close to the season. So it's all gonna be right there for you. So yeah, I mean I, I like that. That's pretty cool. So congrats. I yeah
0: thank you. I, thank
1: you. <laughs> all right. With that said, you follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kino Scrum again on the IG.
0: You can follow your truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, at Sidk80. That's S I D K I D eight zero S I D K I D eight zero. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you on social media?
3: They can follow me on Twitter at CManica underscore kxrb.
1: All right, check out our show anytime you want on War Media. Give them a give them a follow on their social media. And also, too, you can listen to our podcast at Ward Media wherever you get your podcast—Google, Spotify, what have you. It's right there for you. And uh, yeah, also too, you can catch that on our Roku TV.
0: Roku TV. You That's right. Our- We're there. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead,
1: <laughs> No, no, you finish. up, said. <laughs> okay,
0: you, as the kid would say, you can catch our show "Shining Maya" in the morning. The small fellows, which, is, which will be coming up tomorrow morning at eleven o'clock. Or "Sports on Chicago." What's up, Cuz? And our uh, other uh, specials that will be headed your way very soon. So catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. So get with the school, celebrate the squad. Get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year, live and on demand.
1: Also, too, we want a, uh, another uh, special out to our sports TI We got. Tr- I think we're going to try to get trending on Twitter a couple yes. hours. Our Girl Maggie Henderson from Valley Sports. Of course, you can catch her as she covers uh DePaul uh women's basketball as they face Yukon. Who've been kind of a little bit of a uh, kind of a slump lately, Yukon has. So yeah, we'll see if DePaul can kind of the women kinda of take advantage of that as she covers uh both uh women's and and uh college, women's college and women's pro hoop. So you check her out there. Mm-hmm. Anytime you want, of course, our girl Christine, you can catch her on KXRB, you know, for in Sioux Falls, also to uh you know, anywhere online. So for Sid and Christine on the Kansas of this has been second City sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you guys next week.
0: Go Sox! Hammer.